Hi, friends. It's Candace Kay, and welcome to the Wabi Sabi Podcast, episode number 60. We have hit 60 episodes, which we should throw off some uh, fireworks, party hats, toast to that. It's been a long ride, guys. We launched the podcast in the beginning of 2018, and we've almost made it to 2022. So let's keep going. This episode is going to be focused on lasting success and longevity with a career emphasis, but also I want to talk a little bit about lasting success through life. I decided to choose this topic because we hit 60 episodes and as Tim Ferriss says, there's a graveyard of three episode podcasts out there. So God bless and uh, sending you my best. The ride or dies out there that have gone past 50 episodes. Good on ya. Keep going. I applaud you. I can't believe how the podcast space has just exploded, but it does make sense. So many of us are looking and seeking answers constantly, and we don't know where to turn. So many of us turn to our favorite personalities, experts, journalists, writers when they start a podcast. So I applaud so many of you, especially the podcasters that had me on during my book, um, when my books came out, the last book launch, uh, Rosie Acosta, Sahara Rose, Lewis House, The Almost 30 Girls. Um, I'm just being boss. I'm trying to think of all of them. There were so many and, and they were wildly effective. And if you ever have anything truly unique to promote, podcasting does really work. So I applaud all of my girlfriends. And oh, Luke's story is another one. It's so good. I'm just, I have to like write down notes because like all of us, the last few years have been a fucking blur, haven't they? (laughs) Anyways, welcome to episode 60, Lasting Success. How do we find it? Do we all want the same things in life? And is it possible for us to find happiness along the way? First, I want to preface that, uh, You should really take a good look at what you're good at and what you really enjoy in this lifetime. I think I really love producing and hosting shows and writing them and developing them. Um, And then from there, everything just sort of like the magic happens. But when we do these projects where we have to wait around for people to give us an answer, they can seem agonizing in a way it can feel like your career like say you want to be an actress or a model or a producer or a writer or an author it can seem like your success would depend on somebody else's decision making process and since I'm an expert and I've been doing this for about 20 years um, I did start around 20 and I'm I'm going to be 40 next year and I I think it's a good time for me to start sharing these secrets Um, first, you really do want to find what are you really good at? And what do you want to do with your one beautiful, precious life? You might want to take notes today because this is a good juicy one. 
I knew I was always good at the arts and writing and journalism, connecting with other people. It is my love of people that got me into food, not love of food. (laughs) Um, I love connecting with others. And I miss that the pandemic sort of robbed us all of our personal relationships where we could hug our best friends, go to the winery, go see a movie with our loved one or go out to dinners. It was a time for us to remember and to be grateful that we will have these things again when the time comes. Make smarter decisions. Okay, so decision making is really what it's like this one key element that will determine the rest of your life. When I decided to move out of New York a few years ago, I hated the idea. As you know, on the podcast, uh, you can hear the episode, I cried for an entire month. I cried on the podcast. I cry on here all the time. I don't plan on crying. Sometimes I, I used to be very embarrassed or ashamed that I did. And now I I hear from you guys that you cry with me. (laughs) So let's cry together, girls. I do think that if we made smart decisions, like moving out of New York for me was the right decision because I left when I was still hot. And I think that's when a lot of people should pull the plug is when they're just about to peak. It sounds sexual, but it's not. Um right when you're about to hit it really big, I think it's a good time to fold your cards and sort of go inward and perhaps make your way back to what made you and the region that made you who you are. So I went back home to California to like recalibrate and figure out what I could do to be of better use to all of you now that I had considerably quote unquote made it in media and journalism and writing. Tough decision, good decision. I also made random decisions like I never wanted to get married. Maybe one day, still don't know. I decided I never wanted to work for somebody else. Made that decision when I was about 20. And I started my own company in 2007. I don't know how old I was. I think I was like 22. And I've committed to these things that have helped me move forward in the direction in which I knew I was meant to be. I made decisions to really refocus my spending and get a great certified public accountant to start bookkeeping with me and save. And saving money gave me confidence and it gave me a sense of ease and security versus balling out. If any of you girls remember my old apartment in New York uh, before I left, it was a two bedroom on the water on the 17th floor overlooking the skyline. I mean, I basically, I mean, anybody that came over there was like, holy fucking shit, this is the most epic view. It was so hard to leave. It was like doing drugs. I was so addicted to that town and the pleasures that it gave me, high highs and very low lows. But I knew that decisions really had to be made that would be smart. And that meant saving going home to recuperate and recalibrate. And I also really thought it was very important to reassess where I wanted to take my career for the next decade. I like to do this sort of piecemeal and step by step. My cat is taking a bath to the right of me right now. So I'm sorry for the noises. Cece, really? 
Seriously, you and your bath. All right, so another great decision I had, have a pet from 20 to 40 and possibly think about children later and plan for that. Very good decision. Um, I I wanted to be financially stable before considering any of that and have a, a beautiful home with lots of space. And I knew that I had to move to save as an independent small businesswoman, the only way that I would ever be able to start a family is if I really had cash and space, comfortability, stability, and a wonderful partner. And I do think that these things are happening. I just think we have to be patient. If you can learn more skills, the more valuable you become, the more people are willing to hire you as your career progresses. I really do think, girls, honestly, Tim Ferriss is one of the best people to listen to. He is so wise and he is so humbled and I'm not easily impressed by anyone. I have a very tough mother, as you guys know, who has told me, oh yeah, my standards aren't that low, okay? I have a high standard. Yeah, mom, I'm aware of the high standard. You fucking whipped me my whole childhood. And I mean, she didn't really do that, but you know what I mean. She was a hardcore tiger mom. So because she really put this high level of standard on me, I look at other people and I just constantly looking for people that are at the 1% of excellence in this world. I don't know why. It's always how I've, I've been wired. And possibly it's because of my mother who gave me that wonderful skill set of having absolutely astronomically high standards. But you really can learn a lot of skills from Tim Ferriss. I learned how to write by interning for various outlets. Like um, years ago, I interned uh, with Cynthia Sestito, a chef that I've spoken about before who cooked for J and B. I'm sure you can figure out who those two are. (laughs) Wonderful people to cook for. Um, But I learned how to be organized, how to write, and how to really present or entertain, if you will, by following Cynthia's ways. And then I interned at Fox a long time ago, not the news channel, the 21st century lot where they shoot movies. So I interned at Fox 21st century, and I, I seriously filed folders there. So then I learned I never wanted to do that ever again. And then I also interned and volunteered with uh, inner city kids that didn't really have great support system around them. And from doing so, I learned that I loved educating young girls that were vulnerable and that may have needed a big sister. And as you can see, all of those skill sets along the way, they taught me to be organized They taught me to be a good public figure. They taught me to write. And they taught me the value of being a kind, useful person to others. I also um, didn't get paid very much to do the line cook work. But I did learn how to cook real, real well when I cooked for $10 an hour at the Ritz or at Roy's. Um, That was fun too. But I would never do it again. It was just a skill set I learned in that moment in time. I also made sure to emulate my favorite role models. I really studied Martha Stewart's craft, and I ended up working with multiple producers, directors, writers, 
and uh, girls that worked at Martha. They were all super cool. I mean, of course they were. They were working for the queen. And I loved learning from a lot of the girls I wrote with at the magazines, like Shape and Men's Health, Women's Health, Men's Journal. Um, and I'm missing one. Women's Health, Shape, Men's Journal. I can't even remember. But anyways, there were so many... I learned how to write, edit, produce, direct, cut, copy, you know, work on graphics, art direct. It was excellent to have this much experience and I got paid barely anything. So it meant that my overhead had to be very low. And I lived in a apartment that I shared with a roommate in Brooklyn that really saved me. So when I was in my twenties, I just had to learn, um, I have so many long stories about how these different opportunities came my way. But I will tell you when I got my third cookbook deal, Cook Yourself Thin uh, eventually turned into Pretty Delicious. And then that turned into Cook Yourself Sexy. Don't laugh at the title. But when we were shooting and writing that book, I lived in that apartment in Brooklyn. I got paid nothing to judge on Iron Chef America. I got paid nothing to be on the TV shows and with appearances, but I did get paid to write my book. And so I tried to save every dime I had while teaching cooking classes at the Brooklyn Kitchen. And I just saved. And that was a skill set that I had to learn on my own. Save money, live in a lower overhead space with a roommate, and then eventually get the skill set that you need to start working on books. Be organized, learn how to write, learn how to shoot, learn how to produce. And when your deadline arrives, hit the deadline on time. Try not to ask for an extension. Under promise, over deliver, it will make your clients so happy. Learning more skills will actually help you to be a much more desirable person to be hired for the next 60 years of your life. Be open to the evolution of change. This is really where everybody gets tripped up and Darwin's theory does say those who are able to adapt are the ones who thrive. So this is TikTok, this is YouTube Shorts, This is you not wanting to do the things that are inevitably part of the future. And I do recommend that you follow suit and just adapt to the change. There is no benefit to you complaining about the things that are now the things. (laughs) That means that we should take stock of what we know is the inevitable. That TikTok will really be a force and it already is, and that YouTube has shorts now, and you can create these shorter videos for whatever field you're in, writing, producing, directing, food, music, acting, and then you can use them across all three platforms if you desire, YouTube shorts, TikTok, and then Instagram stories. You will have to adapt to this change because otherwise you're gonna get lost in the dust. Like if I just wrote books all the time, Nobody would ever know they came out because the greatest source of promotion right now happens to be Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat, and Facebook is still around. Um, But I typically use 
podcasting is my favorite medium to help to share what I've learned along the way. And then when it when the time comes, I will go on other podcasts on the podcast circuit, but I don't go on unless I really have something to promote. That is usually my rule of thumb. I like to keep it classy and buttoned up. So if you're taking notes right now, be open to the evolution of change. It is the only constant in this life that is a sure thing, next to death and taxes. I live by LAX, and there are lots of planes that come by. Sorry for the noise. When I lived by the water in New York, remember the fairy horn? It like would come by every 10 minutes, and now I have airplanes. So it is what it is. Be open to the evolution of change, Candace. Remember that change is the only constant in this life, and you're doing a good job. Don't be so hard on yourself. We just got through two years of an insane time. So I will also note something that's a little bit on the sillier side. And that's if you take care of yourself, you will look so good on camera, if that's part of your job, that you will get booked a lot. And I I took extra good care of myself through my 20s and 30s. And so, boy was it killer sometimes. I mean, there are many days where I don't want to go to Pilates or bar or for a run, but I just do it. I go to bed early. I don't drink that much. I barely eat any sugar anymore. I mean, I know I sound like a dud, but I'm really not. I promise I'm like a rocket. But um, I do commend all of you ladies that write to me about health and wellness because If you gained weight during the pandemic, it's totally cool. I just want to be here for you to make sure that you get back to taking good care of yourself. Wellness is an investment that you can make now to prevent disease, God forbid, in the future. Wellness is a form of prevention that will help to prevent disease in the future. Remember, most Western countries put Band-Aids and pills all over everything. Whereas in the East, where my mother is from in Japan, they really truly try to be a source of prevention by teaching people that miso and matcha, shiitake mushrooms, soba noodles, fish, rice, tsukemono, Japanese pickles, these types of foods along with the whole grains like rice and... um, you know, you could even switch to like quinoa or something you want now. These things are really important. Fruits and vegetables are no joke. They're the bulk of my diet. I don't necessarily only promote plant-based, but it is what I like to promote now because it makes the most sense. If you choose to consume less alcohol, sugar, or even dairy, and you really go for vegetables, fruits, fermented foods and whenever you have a celebration have your freaking champagne have your tequila have your freaking whiskey I don't care you know me I'm just saying it's good to invest in yourself make sure that you eat at least one big salad every day cut the sugar stop going out so much if you gained weight during the pandemic it's okay I often tell people my simple program, it's very easy. And if you have a friend that gained weight or know somebody that did, please share this with them. 
They must commit to a workout 30 minutes at the minimum, five days a week. Usually I say bar class, yoga, or Pilates. Or you can go for a 30-minute run every day. You can also get my book, Clean Green Eats and Clean Green Drinks. There are two cleanses, one in each book. Follow the cleanse. I actually have a girl that's getting married soon who's on the program now and has already seen a massive change and I'm so proud of her. I want you to follow the cleanse in each of the books, Clean Green Eats and Clean Green Drinks. You will find miracles when you start eating cleaner and when you dedicate time and effort to the workouts. I'm not a genius. Diet and exercise are the two sure ways that are proven to change your body and your mind. Taking good care of yourself also means getting really good sleep. I go to bed at eight o'clock. What a loser. No, I'm, I'm just like, I don't know. I enjoy it. It's so weird. I do try to turn off anything I'm watching by eight and then I'll read a book. Um, I'm still reading Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. I'm on the last chapters and I feel good. I love reading that stuff. And then I go to bed and I doze off and I feel great. I have Cece. Hi, Cece. Say hello. <laughs> the old meow. The 19-year-old meow. Oh, yeah. Cece reminds us, drink water and plenty of it. Cut the sugar and just switch to water Try matcha in the morning versus coffee. And if you want to find some good matcha and a matcha kit, go to thematchashop.com. T-H-E-M-A-T-C-H-A-S-H-O-P-P-E.com. There you'll find plenty of ways that you can try matcha and ditch the coffee and the sugar. Take better care of yourself learn to master the pivot so those who are open to that change like today I'm on a book for audible tomorrow I have to do a sprouts webinar I hope you guys signed up for it Um, you can sign up for it on my Instagram stories where it was in my last newsletter but next day I have to be prepared to do a modeling gig and next week we have to shoot something for Porsche and Goop and Then I have to be on my A-game for being a journalist. And I also have to be on my A-game to going and attending events and being a good hostess. There's a lot of different pivots you're going to have to make. And that means you really have to learn how to master wearing multiple hats while still being a good person and being the top 1% in in the class. I mean, that is an important asset to longevity. If you can make it to that top 1% of talent in your space or multiple spaces, you will get booked with higher paying gigs on a more consistent basis, which will help you to stay relevant for 60 years. Remember to be truly humbled by your beginnings. I often think about my early days. They were a blur, but now I'm back to... I suppose I feel that I'm very back to myself because I never forgot where I came from. I mean, my cat, for instance, has been with me 
since I went to Long Beach State and we found her at a firehouse when I was 20. And I just feel like she kind of is a part of me. Like that 20 year old girl was so fascinated with this little tuxedo cat and I'm still the same person. I don't actually even think I am that successful. I think I get booked on a lot of things, but I'm awfully hard on myself. My Japanese mother often would say, you know, you're really good at your career. You have to really work on the confidence. Sometimes, you know, you do crazy things. But me and your father, yeah, we think you're doing it pretty good. Okay, now go pay your bill, pay your tax, and I have to go. Stop calling. So I do call her quite often. She is my voice of reason and my favorite person in the whole world. The important thing we learn from my mother is she will never not be your biggest fan. You must stay humbled by the beginnings with your mom. She will keep you in check. She will always tell you to do your best. She'll be your biggest cheerleader, even though she's a tiger mom. She will lie and tell everybody that you are fabulous and fucking awesome and to watch you on the Today Show. And then she will say to your face that you need to shape up, stop smacking your lips on TV and start acting like a professional. Anyways, she did say, though, on the uh, Olympic segments, Oh, yeah, you are looking like a real professional. I like the outfit. And I think she was really, like, into the fact that I decided to dive deep into my Japanese heritage, even though I got teased for it as a kid. My humble beginnings meant finding the deepest pain points that I can remember and making the best of what I had that others did not possess. And that was always a Japanese streak. Whether I hated being Japanese as a kid or whether I loved it now as an adult didn't even matter. What mattered was that I was able to take my life's greatest pain and turn it into my longest like success and driver in the fields of media production and publishing. You guys don't know about the childhood years, but we'll get into that on maybe another pod. Maybe you have heard a little bit on our AAPI pod, but I I found being Asian like something I did not want to be as a kid. Um, very difficult to talk about, but I think many people can relate. If you were, say you were Muslim or Jewish or Black, Latino, Asian, it doesn't matter if you were of any marginalized voice gay, trans, maybe you struggled like I did, like with the identity thing, because I was mixed. My last name was Japanese and Polish. And then um, the teachers like looked at me like I was some freaking alien on the first day of school, or so I thought they did. But as a child, you're so beautiful and precious that you don't actually know what's going on. The best thing to do is to take the lessons that we've learned as kids and truly learn to use them to your advantage. They are beautiful lessons in life. Don't dwell on the past. Forget about what the fucking naysayers said back then. It's so cool to actually become the person that you knew you were always meant to be in longevity and have them watch you, just watch you from afar. 
Sorry for that horrible noise outside. Some stupid boat. Sorry. <laughs> Ego boat people. They drive like porno boats. They're not really porn boats, but they like look like it'd be a boat from a porn. <laughs> That's what the LA boat people are like. Uh, sailboats are super cool, but the porn boat I cannot. <laughs> it reminds me of like the 90s. Okay, so, hey, stay truly humbled by your beginnings. I never thought I'd be this person, you know, living next to a boat or whatever it is, but you guys get what I mean. Don't let the people that fucked with you when you were a kid or when you were up and coming or when you got discouraged, don't let them stop you from becoming the person that you know that you were meant to be for the long haul. Let them watch you from afar. If you're self-made, stay proud and stay open. Remember that change is going to be your only constant. You have got to welcome new ways to monetize. You always have to be open to the income streams. Don't sell out and don't sell yourself short, but make sure that you remain professional in all of your negotiations, contracts, and deals. I enjoy working with people that are kind, loving, supportive, and like-minded. Find those people and stick to them. Lastly, before I go to questions and love letters, keep the confidence, but never the ego. Confidence comes with time and experience. I never thought that I would feel sexy shooting for Victoria's Secret at 39 but maybe this was one of the first years that I actually felt confident. When I was 20 modeling bikinis, I did not feel that way about myself. I don't even know what I was thinking. I like enjoyed Dave Chappelle because Chappelle show was on when I was in college. I loved partying with my girlfriends. We went out from Thursday to Sunday. And I also like, well, again, had probably horrible spending habits and had no idea who I wanted to be. I modeled in LA, New York, and all across Asia. And I think when I went on my trips to Asia is when I really found who I was. But it took another 20 years to build confidence. There is no need for an ego at all. The ego will merely destroy you, while humility is what can help you to stay really relevant for the rest of your life, if that's what you want. Remember, no one's experience on this planet will ever be the same. You can take advice from wonderful people with a grain of salt. I had mentioned that in the last podcast, 59. I don't really take advice anymore because I've realized everyone's experience is so different. But lastly, again, keep the confidence but never the ego. I cannot stand people that have egos and you guys know who they are. Okay, I'm going to answer a couple of questions and then I'm going to go into one love letter today. Don't forget to sign up for my newsletter for all kinds of special upcomings. And also, if you can give this podcast a five-star rating and purchase one of my beautiful books, Clean Green Eats or Kintsugi Wellness, they make amazing gifts for all of your friends for the holiday. And don't forget to write a review for the book. Okay, 
So I have Coyote asks, as a major, major hustler, I have a hard time to stop and take in whatever positive or success I've achieved. And I'm always looking into the future and just worrying. How do you give yourself space to feel and savor the moment? I do meditate, but this has been such a struggle for me, LOL. I told my mom that I feel like I've been running on a marathon for a long time. And she said, and Coyote, I'm guessing that you're Japanese and maybe your mom is like mine. Well, you know you are doing it to yourself. LOL. Like, I know that, but I just don't know how to stop LOL. And that was again from Coyote. Okay. <laughs> Coyote-san, genki desu ka? Hai dozo. I will say, savoring the moment did not really come until I learned how to be present. And I think sometimes you can look around at your friends and make sure that you've got really humbled and grounded friends. Or like my partner, Sean, is very humbled and grounded and down to earth. The people that surround you cannot be going 200 miles a minute like you and I do, Coyote. We are very alike. You have to have humble, slow, graceful, and educated friends who are kind and loving. Those people will really help to keep you chill and calm. I will say with age, I have become much more calm and much more slow. And I don't give a fuck about what many people think anymore. It's a beautiful thing. And I will also say... Your mom is not going to understand your journey, Coyote. So you've got to figure out a way to separate. <laughs> I had tiger mom thoughts my whole life, which traumatized me, but they also helped. So utilize your mother's thoughts as a catalyst to get to where you want to be. And remember, I didn't get to where I am overnight. I got here with two decades of work. So don't compare yourself to anybody that's already made it, quote unquote. Stay in your lane, get really focused on a few things that you're really good at, and take your time. There is no rush to making it in this lifetime. I think you're doing a great job and you just need to give yourself a little more credit. So take a little break. Breathe. and enjoy life because you've got one precious one that we know of and you know you should make the best of it and stop worrying as my father says in conclusion don't worry about it all right so um anze hi anze he wrote much love ck how about tips on how to maintain a healthy relationship with yourself mentally and spiritually hmm very good, Anzi. So when I was writing the new book, I knew that I had to focus on my inner path and the voices that have been leading me. They often lead me on this podcast and I have no idea why they like to work through me this way. When you're off of technology, you can really tap into your spirit guides. So even if it's like the 10 minutes before you're going to bed, or if it's the first like 30 minutes of your morning, I really suggest to be off of your phone and away from all technology and to learn how to go and hear your inner voices. 
I also hear them when I go to my workout and when I'm at bar class or Pilates, sometimes the inner voices come to me and they speak to me and you'll get them too. Sometimes they come through intuition and you can also pray whoever you pray to. It doesn't matter, but you can ask, ask God, Buddha, the higher powers, the angels, the universe, ask, and you may just receive. Don't be afraid to go after what you want and to ask for a little help. Also, when we're talking about mentally, one of the best things you can do is to go out and move, drink water and stay hydrated. And then from there, check in with your mental health. How do you feel? Talk to yourself and know that not every day is going to be great, but take mental stock of how you're feeling before and after the workout. That will really help. Thanks for the questions, Anzi. Okay, so then our last note of the day today is going to be a love letter. I get these quite often, but this one I thought was very strong. Um, And if you have a love letter for me, I'd be happy to read it. Uh, You email info at candiskumai.com. Otherwise, please, absolutely, please keep... uh, commenting on Instagram and follow me on TikTok. We're about to blow up TikTok, so get ready. I would love to hear you or just comment or follow on there and hear your thoughts, but I think we're going to go all out with my library full of recipes on TikTok, so get ready. I'm excited. Okay, a love note for Candace, and this is from Stephanie L., I thought this was really good. I hope you do too. And it says, Greetings, Candace. I'm so happy to hear from you on your latest podcast episode. You shared how you've been struggling lately, and I have been there too. I love that you share the dark and the light and I have been following the podcast for a year or so, and I have re-listened to the entire library because it is just so juicy. I love that word. And helpful. Thank God. I've actually remembered you on Top Chef, and I had been rooting for you throughout your career. You guys, please don't watch it. Your voice is so comforting, and your wisdom runs deep. I love what you stand for, being authentic, intelligent, inspiring and funny, gorgeous inside and out with little hearts. I want to thank you for your work. I hope to find ways to support you in your books. I also want to give you permission to allow mindful sponsorships to support your pod. It is okay to accept money for this work. This is the universe saying that you can monetize this and it might relieve some of your pressure. Your audience loves you. Thanks for being there as the big sis I never had. You were the coolest, most fearless queen, wellness queen. Keep shining, Candace. Much love, Stephanie. Well, Stephanie L., you made my day and I cried when I read what you wrote because it was so incredibly touching and I didn't even know what to do but respond to you right away in gratitude and thanks for taking notes and valuing the offering. I do think that 
the investment that I've made was for the long haul. And I wanted to say that on this podcast. I think the 60 episodes that were free were my way of saying, I love you guys and I am dedicated to you and I'm not going to leave you. It's kind of like a long relationship that we can have together. And Stephanie, I'm really glad that you watched Top Chef because I was 22, the youngest person that's ever been on that show. And my God, I did not know what I was doing, but I had fun. And that's all I cared about. I suppose it works to your benefit when you are a public figure for so long and you've made it through the gauntlet. I never had my own TV show, ever. We've come so close so many times. I just never got it. And my amazing former agent used to say, Candace is the only client that we have at WME that has landed more branding deals than some people that have regular TV shows. Imagine what will happen when she has her own show. I suppose we're still waiting for that day. I've been through the rain. I can see the rainbow. And Stephanie, I'm praying for the abundance to come. And I will ask God and all of our inner spirit guides to bring each of you the love and abundance, health, wealth, and all sorts of blessings to come your way. I'm going to end in a little prayer by saying that I thank each of you with deep gratitude for all of the love and support that you have given to me. And I hope that I never change my ways, but rather keep growing with you and for you and right beside each of you, because each of you has a gift to offer this world. I want you to open the gift. I want you to hear the signs when they come your way, and they will in the next few days. And I want you to find gratitude and praise, support, love, and more blessings along this crazy path of life. Remember, nobody else needs to understand your journey but you, beautiful you. You are on the right path. See this as a sign. If you want to be in this for the long haul, the decision is up to you. I can give you all the grace and all of the possible options that you can use to your favor, but it will come down to one thing. Your character is the most valuable thing you have to offer this world. So don't mess with it. Make sure it's the most beautiful part of you. That's all I've got for today, you guys. Please share this podcast like crazy all over. And my God, let's help to get my Twitter built out. It looks like so horrible and cheesy and I'm embarrassed. And now you probably want to go see how embarrassing it is, right? (laughs) I'll see you guys on the Sprouts webinar and working with Goop and Porsche soon. And I'm excited to share with you more on spirituality. Until then, bye you guys. Thank you and love you to the moon.